Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. And we're going to be talking all things women's hormones and kind of the hormonal science behind weight loss, because I think a lot of times we jump into weight loss and think about, you know, following the perfect diet and all that stuff. And we find ourselves in a place of like, it's not working or something's in the way. And we, how many times do we even think to look at our hormones? Probably very rarely. So I'm really excited because I wanted to chat with Heather about this. We've done lots of fun stuff together too. Um, kind of bring the elements of food freedom and hormones, happy hormones in women's bodies together to create a really positive and happy outcome. So Heather, thank you for being here. Maybe just tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your story, and we can kind of go from there. Yeah, so I'm really pumped to be here. I'm so glad that you asked me to come chat. Um, And I think that's just such an important thing that you mentioned about like how many times do we actually think about hormones so that's kind of how i ended up doing what i do i'm a holistic pharmacist that help women simplify their hormones in order to achieve their health results um and so hormones feels like this big scary complicated system and at times it can be because a lot of times like symptoms of low hormones are the same as symptoms of high hormones and our body has these processes where it adapts and things just feel confusing But my job is to come in and say, like, let's keep it as simple as possible, as streamlined as possible, and make sure that the efforts you're putting in to getting and reaching those health goals are really aligning with what your hormones want. And so just to kind of like background all of that, um, I, you know, went to pharmacy school, went to residency, worked and specialized in a clinical setting in diabetes and metabolic conditions. So a lot of the things that I was working with, a lot of the conditions and disease states that I was managing for patients involved a need to lose weight. Um, You know, so we think about high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, diabetes, prediabetes, issues with fertility, all of that good stuff. And so a lot of times, even in the Western community world, the idea of weight loss really focuses on you eat less calories than you burn, right? Um, And that is how you achieve weight loss. But what was happening was 
when you do that, or when you tell patients that it wasn't working and, and none of the patients were getting better, their conditions weren't getting better. And all we were doing really was managing medications over and over again. And a lot of those man medications end up causing more weight gain. So then patients are frustrated and they're confused and it doesn't make sense. So I really started taking this different approach of what if we try, you know, shifting some lifestyle habits, giving them some easy strategies, but really understanding what is truly causing things like weight loss or diabetes or blood pressure issues. And the key thing that kind of is underlying with almost all conditions in general is hormones because Hormones are the messengers of our body. They're these really small molecules that do everything. When our brain gets a signal and is saying like, okay, I want an organ to do something, it does it using hormones. And so if you know that, and we know how the body works and we know how the system works, then all we have to do is change the input that the brain gets to get the outcome we want. So it sounds really simple. Sometimes it's not. Um, but I started noticing over time that a lot of my patients were getting a lot better and we were decreasing medications and we were taking them off of medications and their blood pressure and their diabetes and everything was improving. Um, and that really, you know, opened my eyes to number one, how much people want answers. Like they want to know how their body works. They don't want to be dependent on medications. They really want to know how to get better. And I think there's a huge issue where because of the way the system works right now, there's just a disconnect and doctors don't have the time. Nurses don't have the time. Nutritionists don't have the time. Sometimes I don't think they have the right information um, to really help patients and give them that knowledge and that information, empower them, and then allow them to really take the reins and experience results. And this is so present in women because we have this entire hormone system that no one teaches us about, no one talks to us about, and is really controlling every single thing in our body every single day. And we're just kind of left in the dust to be like, yeah, I think my period's playing a role in this, but I have no idea. Um, and actually it is. So that's my job is to come and teach you all about that and how it's interlapping um, and really, you know, help women understand the power that their female hormones have in conjunction with some of the other goals they may have, like increased energy, increased libido, weight loss, all those types of things. Yeah, I love that. So that, that kind of like leads to a really good question of what, what hormones play a role in weight loss and like where, where, where is that disconnect? So like if someone is trying to lose weight with dieting, where are hormones coming in and like stopping the progress? Yeah. Um, so man, hormones involved in weight loss. I'll start there. <laughs> Let's be simple, right? We, we will, we'll keep yeah. it as simple as possible. It is a complex system, but recognizing that there is some, there are some, I mean, we're going to be talking about some steps that they could take today to like really try to take, you know, the process of the idea of hormone healing for their body and equate it to potential weight loss and you know kind of thinking about like what what role do they play and maybe what's hold maybe a better question would be like what's kind of holding them back from weight loss if they're doing that traditional diet approach of like dropping calories and all of that what what other things need to be addressed that maybe aren't being addressed yeah yeah so big things to just think about in general when we're thinking about you know what is involved in weight loss um, in those hormones. So it's not as simple as that calories in versus calories out. So I like to use the analogy of if you had a car and it would be a really simple equation to say, if you put 
X amount of gas in your car, that means your car will drive for X amount of miles, right? However, if your car has four flat tires, it's not going anywhere. So that's kind of the issue with hormones is if you have an underlying disruption, if there's a pathway that has been disrupted, if your body has enacted a fight or flight mode or gone into fat storage mode, then it doesn't matter how few calories you eat. Your body is still going to struggle to lose weight without you, number one, either feeling insane amounts of cravings and your brain kind of taking over and creating a lot of these issues we see with, you know, binge eating and emotional eating and things that kind of happen when we try to override our body's natural systems to keep us alive. Um, and then we also, you know, can have, you can have disruptions in other hormones that play such a huge role in weight loss and fat storage and all of that. And so in terms of just kind of like thinking of what those hormones are, so we obviously have our, you know, main hormone that your body's going to prioritize over anything else. And that is cortisol, adrenaline hormones kind of in that family. We call those your stress hormones. Those are the same hormones that keep your heart beating. So if your body feels like there's a threat, if it feels like it's not safe, if it feels like resources are low, which is what happens when we over-exercise and under-eat, then it starts prioritizing these stress hormones because it says we need to make a lot of these to keep our heart beating because that is being threatened right now. When your body does that, especially in the condition of low resources, then it actually kind of shifts its production of other hormones you need. Like we have hormones um, to help with digestion. We have hormones to help with fat breakdown. We have hormones to help with blood sugar stabilization. Um, and so those hormones kind of start changing, those pathways start changing. And your body is actually designed to fight you when you are on a diet. Um, meaning that your body changes your hormone pathways and changes the way they're interacting to make your mind really have a lot of strength and have a lot of activation in the realm of feed me, feed me whatever you can get, feed me whatever you can find. I need food right now because I have to have what I need to make these hormones to keep our heart beating. And it will do that. And then the whole other piece that I think a lot of our standardized diet and weight loss advice forgets and misses is that as a female, your body's second goal. So number one is to keep your heart beating. Number two is to reproduce. Whether you want to reproduce or not, your body as a female is working in a cycle every single day. Those hormones change every single day. The only thing your body wants to do is get a baby in that uterus. Like that is it. And so what's happening is we have these female hormones that our body wants to prioritize and wants to make, um, you know, balanced and keep in balance and allow for this creation that we were designed for. But when we have our primary goal, like keeping our heart beating, being threatened, then it shifts the production, the balance and everything of these female hormones too. And so the reason that a lot of times that's kind of forgotten about and why women usually get, in my opinion, misled heavily about dieting is because a lot of the studies on, even from organizations like the ADA, even when they were building the um, food pyramid and coming up with those numbers and values and stuff like that, did not usually, I'm going to say typically, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but typically males are studied more. Um, usually males are pop study size populations have more amounts of males 
And usually the impact of female hormone downregulation and imbalance is not assessed when looking at dieting and fitness goals and endpoints and studies. And so as a female, your body works completely differently. And so you may have that initial weight loss utilizing traditional weight loss measures, but then your body is set up and designed to recreate pathways and to change things. So that way you have a lot of symptoms and your body will do what it takes to yell at you until you give it what it needs. And that happens a lot when we see um, like a condition called hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is basically where you're under eating, you're over exercising and your brain starts talking to your pituitary, which is a gland that just controls some hormone production and tells your ovaries to stop making progesterone, don't make enough estrogen, don't release an egg, do not continue ovulation. And that is basically a protection mechanism because your body says like, if we don't have what we need to make the hormones we need to keep our heart beating, there's no way we can conceive. And so it just shuts down that whole process. And that was actually a huge part of my story and overeating and or overexercising and undereating of where I didn't have a cycle for like eight to 10 months on multiple occasions. And when going to the doctor to figure out what was going on, I didn't know all of this was a thing. Um, I was just told like, we can give you a fertility med and birth control and that will regulate it. Um, and that was kind of it. No one, they drew blood work that looked normal, but I mean, no one asked me about like, well, what are you eating? What are you doing? What did your cycles look like before? What's changed? Um, and at the time, I mean, I was probably eating, I don't know. I mean, 800 to 1400 calories a day. Um, and it was just nuts. So yeah, that's kind of my summary there. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And I could tell you, I, can we tell Heather's a doctor, <laughs> lots of really good, uh, doctor stuff in there, science stuff. And we are talking about science. So I, that kind of leads me to a question of like, how do you know when your hormones are out of whack? So like, I mean, there's lots of things that go into weight loss, obviously. And you know, some people I saw a, co a comment the other day in a thread that was like, I keep losing the same 15 pounds over and over again, or just like this. There, there's all different places we exist when it comes to weight loss. We either like have really had a hard time even losing weight in general. We've lost and gained the same amount of weight, or maybe we are like, we just keep gaining and we just can't see. So like, how, how do you identify that? Like, okay, my hormones need some work. Yeah. So I call basically the signs symptoms. So anytime you have a symptom, which is something that like, you know, if you're filling out the intake form, the doctors are like, are these are symptoms. It's just things you're feeling and experiencing day to day. And they are actually your body's way of talking to you. So those are the signs your body's giving you that's saying like, Hey, I need something extra. I need some support. So some really common symptoms we see that tell us number one, that our female hormones are imbalanced or Number two, that our body is struggling to keep the right amounts and pattern our cortisol, those stress hormones the right way are things like insomnia, anxiety, fatigue, um, crashes, you know, midday, having irregular cycles, having super heavy cycles, having cycles that are really painful, having weight gain that came on super quick. So um, an example of that is, you know, let's say you are struggling to lose that same 15 pounds and it's happening over and over again. And then all of a sudden you decide like, I'm not going to try to lose weight and you gain like 20, 30 pounds in like a month or two. 
Um, that's very common. And I think we feel a lot of like shame and guilt and like, it's just is one of the hardest things to mentally process because I've been there. But when we think of it from a purely scientific standpoint, like your body was set up to do that. And the fact that it did do that actually means that it's trying to fix things. Um, so just kind of like, you know, understanding that a little more, but symptoms are your main thing. So if you're having symptoms of hormone imbalance, like some of those things I mentioned, some of us experience hair thinning. Um, sometimes we induce a state of PCOS, which is, you know, where we could experience hair loss or hair growth or acne around our chin or jawline. Um, any of these things are really kind of telling us anything that feels, you know, in your day-to-day -day is stealing your ability to show up, to feel good, to feel like, yes, I am healthy. My body is thriving. It's going to be a symptom. And so we want to look at that before we try to go after weight loss, because that's telling us your hormones are imbalanced. So if you already have an imbalance and then you go through the traditional standpoint of trying to lose weight with eating less or eating restrictive or cutting out a certain food group or really not giving your body support, it's only going to dig in further. And this is where I say the parking brake gets activated. And what that means is there's an imbalance and your body wants to fix the imbalance. You don't realize that what you're experiencing is a symptom of imbalance. You just think you need to change something in your behavior. So you do, and that drives the imbalance even further. And then your body just puts down this parking brake that says no weight loss, only weight gain. And that's why people feel like none of these diets work for me anymore. They used to work, but now they don't work. Um, or that's how women, you know, end up having that same 15 pounds of like every time they have to lose it again, they have to get more restrictive and more intense and their symptoms pick up even more. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I guess a roundabout way of saying that your symptoms are talking to you. They're your sign, fix those first. And then when you feel like your health is thriving and your body's in a good spot, regardless of what your weight is, you can activate weight loss in other ways and give your body that tiny change in input signals without causing this full disruption and imbalance and activating that parking brake. Yeah. So would you say that's kind of, I know there are a lot of women here that kind of do the restrict and the binge, right? Where we go on the diet and then when we go off, we just like overeat is kind of like simplify. How does that affect our hormones and our ability to like lose the weight long-term? You kind of mentioned that like yeah. you keep having to go back, but is that kind of what you're meaning? Yeah. Yeah. So that actually makes things 10 times harder in general. Um, I know this because I've lived it, right? So essentially every time you restrict um, and then go through, so binging number one is super detrimental to your hormones because it really is, it's a protection mechanism, um, which is fine, but the more and more you do it, the more and more your body is going to kind of like continue in that path in that cycle. And I don't say that in terms of like, you should feel bad that you're binging. Like your body is making you binge. Like your brain is making it happen um, for good reason, because it's saying like, you need to eat everything and anything you can find because we're so nutrient depleted. So if that's where you're at, I would say do whatever it takes to stop the binging, because that is actually going to set you up in the long term to have number one, more even weight, to be able to lose weight eventually. Like that's got to be your first goal, regardless of how much weight, how hard it is. Like you, you have to focus on that first. Um, that was a huge part of my journey too, but 
when I see someone who's struggling with binging, usually it doesn't make sense. The numbers don't add up. So they're like, even when I binge, I'm still only eating this many calories a week, but that, that activation of the hormone pathways, trying to break down food, that it doesn't have the right hormones to break down. We've got issues with insulin. We have issues with um, ghrelin and leptin, which are satiety and fat signal hormones that your body has to have in order to turn off um, some of those like signals that get activated for fat storage um, and overeating. And so really the main you know thing to think about is how can I tackle that step number one? And then number two, what does it look like long-term when we continue with the consistent diet cycle and just dieting over and over and over again? And all you're doing with that process is making it so that it takes longer for your body to pull up the parking brake because our bodies are really smart. They're always trying to find patterns and figure out what we've done. So if you diet for four months and then you stop, for six months, the next time, and maybe like you have symptoms while you diet and then you feel so much better, but then you gain weight and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to lose the weight again. So you go back to it. Your body is so smart. It goes right back to those same pathways. It number one takes more restriction and lower calories and more of a diet to actually see weight loss that next time. And that is subsequent every single time you go back to a diet. And then it takes a lot longer to basically recover afterwards. So normally a part of the diet cycle recovery is that you experience weight gain. And that's because your body was set up. Basically it was told like, Hey, you're not going to get a lot of what you need. So you need to lose weight and it does it. And then when it starts getting what it needs, it says, Oh my gosh, like, we don't know if she's going to do that again. So we need to make sure we store fat and have everything we need so that when we go back through that same situation, she's safe, she's prepared, and we have everything we need. The problem with that um, is that over time, your body gets really, really good at knowing that's what's happening. And so um, like when someone says like, I've gained weight and I don't have symptoms anymore and I've stopped dieting and like, I feel great, but I just don't like what I weigh. When will this extra weight come off? It's always, always, my answer is always that it is dependent on how many times you dieted and how long you dieted. Um, so, you know, if you've been in a diet cycle for 10 years and you're just, you know, dieting on and off for 10 years, then it's going to take your body a good amount of time to start retrusting you again and not necessarily 10 years worth. Um, I can give you my examples because everyone's different. Everybody is different, but I struggled with the chronic, you know, diet cycle, binging, going through periods of hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is that like absence of a period because of those things, my ovulation being shut down, probably five-ish years. And then when I really like decided, okay, I'm recovering, I'm doing whatever it takes and my body did gain weight through that process, it took around eight to nine months. So in short, really, when we're thinking about how long does it take to recover or for your body to need more consistency. It's just about how long you were inconsistent. And so that's the biggest key there is if you can stay consistent, if you can push through, if you can do the mental work to really make that decision of, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm healing, I'm getting out of the diet cycle. I'm trusting that my hunger cues can be turned back on, that my hormones can re-regulate, that I can live symptom-free at whatever weight my body needs to be at 
then once I'm in that spot and I've stayed consistent, I can slowly add in some easy weight loss strategies and my body can trust those pathways and go down them in a gentle way without disrupting balance again. Yeah. And I love that. I think that kind of brings in the, the term natural weight loss, which we kind of toss around a lot. And I think people are like, what natural, what does that mean? Easy. But really what you're saying is that when you're working with your body, you're the, the weight loss becomes a natural thing because your body is going to respond in the way that it needs to. And one more thing that you were kind of talking about earlier um, about the binging and the restricting is the thing that I picked out and the thing that we both talk so much about is helping people get food consistently, right? And that's the biggest difference is like when we're binging and restricting versus are we eating consistently so that our body knows it's going to get what it needs and then it will respond. And I love what you said of, you know, you kind of, sometimes the hormone talk is like, well, how long is this going to take me? And I loved that you brought in like, yeah, you know what? Uh, it, I was in this for five years and it took me about a year to get through. And that feels doable, right? It feels like, okay, if I can have kind of this eight to nine months or a year to like get myself back to where I need to be, that's going to do so much more than going through those diet cycle year after year after year. So um, let's, I would love to kind of hear to kind of finish up. And I think we've talked about some good things and maybe we need to do this again, but um, if someone was like, okay, I maybe have some symptoms or I want to achieve more natural weight loss. I want to go off dieting and, and go this route. What are maybe like the first three steps that someone could take to begin healing those hormones to help lead them to the goal of weight loss in the long term? Yeah. So I would say number one is we've got to understand your symptoms and what's truly going on. Um, so whether that means you bring an expert in, whether that means you have, you know, someone that you trust that, you know, has a good understanding of hormones and imbalances and kind of like this holistic standpoint that can look at your body as a whole and figure out what's disrupted, what pathways have been inactivated and how do we change the input signals your brain gets? That would be like my number one. Um, and then I would say you've got to do the mindset work to get through the resistance you're going to have, because you're going to have resistance on all fronts. Your body is going to want you to go the complete opposite way of what you were doing. And then with that comes the mindset of, well, I know I'm not eating healthy. I know I'm not eating the best things for me and I'm gaining weight. Right. And so I think that understanding that's going to happen and you're going to have to go through those mindset shifts. So we automatically want to come off a diet, start eating healthy in great amounts and feel good. Right. But that becomes really hard because our brain is so primed to have cravings, to have slowed metabolism that really it, it comes as a process and there has to be a lot of grace in that process. And so for me, it's not like I just decided I'm going to be consistent and heal my binging and heal my symptoms. And so I just started eating super healthy foods all the time and things were great. I had a lot of unhealthy days, a lot of unhealthy meals. I ate a lot of stuff that like I knew was not serving or supporting my body. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't figure out what was happening, but it was all because of the way our brain rewires and conditions us to like go after whatever food we can find and whatever capacity we can find it. Um, 
So I think that's really important. Have someone to help you walk alongside the mindset stuff. I will also say tips that helped me get through that year. Number one is realizing like what truly is your goal. And so for me, it was like, I have to have a period. I have to be done with this. Like this is so worth it for me. And you have to be really clear about that. Um, number two was recognizing my triggers. So I had to get rid of the scale. I had to buy the next size up in shorts because when I fought that, both of those things, it, it was like day to day, every single morning getting dressed was a reminder that my body didn't look the way I wanted it to look. It was starting to feel the way I wanted it to feel. But sometimes you go through this period where it doesn't feel the way you want it to feel. You're not eating what you want to eat and your body doesn't look the way you want it to look. But you are trusting that if you continue to push through, things will regulate. You will be able to make those healthy choices with ease. Um, and that your body really is going to like shift and transform. Um, so those are kind of my two things. And then my third one would be really like tracking your symptoms and your triggers. So having a journal, checking in with yourself every morning, what is my body trying to tell me? What are my symptoms? What day of my cycle am I on? You can really kind of match up those things to really start understanding the way your body is speaking to you. Um, and another thing I just wanted to kind of like really mention something that helped me a lot. And, and this came with a lot of the mindset work was understanding your worth, your value, and what you really want in life, regardless of your weight. So for me, like it was so hard to go in public. I felt like embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I weigh this or I gained this much weight or like whatever. And number one, no one note. I mean, no one says anything. <laughs> like they may notice, but no one's saying anything. Also, no one knows the true story behind what's happening. It could be a medication. It could be a trauma. Like literally no one knows. Um, and I think that was really good to think about, but also like hard to process. Um, and then also kind of understanding that there's a difference in being, you know, 20 pounds, quote unquote, overweight or over what my body feels good at, but also like desiring to be 15 pounds under what my body feels good at. And so really having a great understanding of kind of like my set point, which is where I feel the best being able to enjoy life, being able to spend time with my family and my friends and go out and like not have food be a thing, but also not have a six pack. And like, I had to be okay with that. And that's a process and you can get there. Um, so just understanding that too, I call that vanity weight, which is like that last five to 10 pounds that like you just strive to lose. And so for me, I realized even now, could I lose another 10 to 15 pounds? Yeah, sure. But what will that cost me? It cost me my sleep. It cost me my fertility. It cost me my moods. It cost me my ability to show up and like run around with my kids. Um, so really shifting and like understanding, like, what do you want? What do you desire? And then think about the people that like you love that are people you look up to that are people that are going out and like bringing joy and living their lives. And then as you're thinking about them, do you even consider their weight? Most, I would say nine times out of 10, no. Like we, that's not what we care about, about those people. And so really desiring to be that person was huge for me. Um, because I think when we get in that vacuum of wait, 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 we kind of forget all the other qualities that we ourselves and the people we love hold. Yeah. I love that. And I think that that's probably the message. I know that weight loss is like the the desire, right? I mean, there's, there's definitely that, but I love that you kind of ended the message of like, there is, there is so much more to like being able to show up in your body in the best life that you can live and do the things that you love to do and all of that. And 
you know, when we are, when we kind of make peace with our bodies and, you know, we're doing the things that take care of our bodies, there is a natural shedding that will happen, but there's also a place where, you know, we also want to live and be happy with where we are and happy with, um, that we're taking care of our bodies, regardless of, like you said, kind of the vanity look or whatever. Um, and there's really no right or wrong way to do that. Or there's, that's not like right or wrong, but like recognizing that will, in what way does weight loss play a role in how you show up and can you show up throughout the whole process because you're taking care of your body first. And I did a podcast episode. I don't know if it aired earlier or if it's going to air later, but, um, about working with our body versus working against our body. And that's really what Heather is here saying that like, when we work with our body, it responds and it works with us. But when we're in the dieting mentality, we're working against it and it can't respond. So Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Will you just tell us where to find you and all of that goodness so they can come and find you if they need some extra help? Yes. So I am at Dr. Heather Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S on Instagram. Um, And then in Facebook, you could find me at Hormones Simplified, which is our Facebook group. Um, And my website, www.drheatherrhodes.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to do this again sometime soon. Thanks, Elizabeth. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, my friend. If you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.